what up everybody it is Kristen dominique and we're back again with another episode of better with chocolate your sweet black owned podcast for this at times bitter world so how's everybody doing we are in our fourth week of black history month and this is our fourth installment of our black history month series um now if you've been following this series did say that I was going to see if, you know, I'm going to make this a continual thing, an ongoing thing. And honestly, I think I might do it. I think I might make this an ongoing thing. I really enjoyed doing the research and coming up with these, these episode topics. And, you know, because while I want to teach you guys something, I myself am also learning along the way. And I think it's a great exchange here, you know, so yeah. I'm going to make this an ongoing thing. Maybe not like, you know, super consistent every week, but definitely going to spend a lot of time with this podcast and using it as a resource to inform and educate us about not only Black Canadian history, but also some very like, you know, Black figures in this country that are doing amazing things. So we're not just going to look to the past. We're going to look at people that are currently doing things that are here in the now. And um, yeah. I feel like that would be a good direction to point this podcast to into. Yeah, so there we go. So look forward to more episodes, you know, profiling and highlighting prominent black figures throughout history and, you know, now from, you know, from the past to the present and looking into the future and what it looks like being black in Canada. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's been it's been great. And uh, yeah ongoing thing we're going to continue this we're going to keep the ball rolling you know keep the train going or whatever the saying is for that I don't know but anyways (laughs) so how's everybody doing I hope everybody is doing well and staying safe and being well taking care of yourselves as we continue to exist in what seems to feel like the twilight zone Still more political unrest going on out here in Ottawa. Um, Our government's been doing some crazy flip-flopping. Yeah, but on the bright side, I guess, maybe, perhaps, I don't know. You, You be the judge. As of March 1st, the province of Ontario is set to lift the vaccine mandates. Now, what does that mean exactly? Can't really say. (laughs) Don't know how long that window is going to remain open. Because something tells me that it's going to close fairly shortly. So let's not get too comfortable with these uh, new uh, lifting of restrictions. Because if you've been paying attention to how it's been in the last two years, you know nothing good lasts forever in terms of this pandemic situation. Now, I don't know what it's going to mean countrywide. If, you know, it means they're going to lift restrictions federally. Or if they mean they're going to replace the provincial vaccine passports with federal ones. Who knows? Anything is possible, you know? (sighs) Living in the freaking Twilight Zone, man. Anyways, um, that is that. So I'm kind of looking forward to restrictions lifting for a little bit because, you know, at least um, I can go about doing what I got to do and enjoy some outings before they shut her down again because I feel like it's going to happen again but you know what I'm not going to get too much into it yeah <laughs> I don't know what else to uh to report in in that again I'm, I'm just getting back into 
keeping on top of things, you know, because if you've been a fan for a while of this podcast, um, yeah, you would know that every week we, you know, we would come with some current events, we'll talk about pop culture stuff, what's going on in the news, et cetera, et cetera. And that part of my brain has been pretty dormant. I have not been really focusing on that because again, a lot of personal things I had to deal with. I've really kind of dove back into my art. So just kind of focusing on that. So when I'm not working and I'm not working on this podcast, I'm working on my art, you know, and uh, yeah, and my business. So that's really where my focus has been. But for the sake of the podcast, I will uh, do my best to come with more pop culture and current event news, you know, at the top of the podcast to kind of fill you guys in and give you my two cents, whether you want it or not. (laughs) So yes, like I said, at the top of this podcast, yeah, this is the fourth installment of our Black History Month series. And if you have been following this far, the first week, we did an episode on Matthew DaCosta. We talked about that being the first recorded Black African to visit Canada. After that, we did Rosemary Brown. She was Canada's first Black female to run for a leader of of a political party, of the NDP party. She unfortunately did not win, but I mean, still, she put her stamp on and literally was put on a stamp (laughs) for all her work she's done with activism and politics. And after that, last week, we did an episode on um, Lucy and Thornton Blackburn. They were the owners and founders of Toronto's first taxi cab service. So yeah, definitely some interesting people there. So if you haven't listened to those as of yet, please go ahead and do so now. So this week, I decided to round it off with highlighting a handful of individuals looking at Canadian inventors and pioneers in the science and medical field. So we have Elijah McCoy, as I'm sure a lot of you have heard that name before in elementary school. Uh, We definitely learned about him. Uh, We also have William Peyton Hubbard, Anderson Ruffin Abbott, Sophia B. Jones, Charles Lightfoot Roman, and Alan Emtaj. So I am going to go through these profiles and highlight these amazing individuals and contributors to Black Canadian history and their contributions to the world because every person that I'm about to go through right now, they have contributed something that everybody worldwide has been able to benefit from. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. So the first person that I am going to highlight is Elijah McCoy. He's a Canadian-American inventor and engineer. Well, was. I should put that in past tense because he lived quite a long time ago. He was born in 1843 in Colchester, Ontario. Um, So Elijah McCoy's parents were former slaves who made their way to Canada through the Underground Railroad. McCoy was uh, attended Black-only schools in Colchester Township due to the 1850 Common Schools Act, which segregated the Upper Canada schools in 1850. At the age of 15, Elijah was sent to Scotland for an apprenticeship and to study, and was certified as a mechanical engineer. Later, Elijah moved to Michigan, where he worked as a fireman and oiler at the Michigan Central Railroad. 
His training as an engineer helped him identify and solve the problems of engine lubrication and overheating. And in 1972, sorry, in 1872, he obtained his patent for his invention of an automatic lubricator for locomotive steam engines. McCoy held 57 patents by the end of his life, and although he lacked the funding to properly capitalize from the manufacturing of his lubricators, he sold his patent rights to his employers or investors. He was employed by the Michigan Central Railroad as an instructor in the use of his new inventions, and later he became the or he became a consultant to the railroad industry on patent matters. In 1920, he established the Elijah McCoy Manufacturing Company and manufactured lubricators with the official McCoy name. Uh, in Akron, Ohio, the National Inventors Hall of Fame, he was inducted to that in 2001. And his remains interred in Detroit Memorial Park East in Warren, Michigan. Elijah McCoy passed away in 1929. So Elijah McCoy definitely prominent figure to remember I in elementary school I remember learning about you know the real McCoy like that was his nickname you know and talked about him a lot um, throughout the years in elementary school and in middle school I believe as well so definitely a name I'm sure you guys have all heard before so next on the list we got William Peyton Hubbard who was a Canadian inventor and politician so born in Toronto in 1842, William Peyton Hubbard was the son of American slaves who escaped and came to Canada via the Underground Railroad. Hubbard was trained as a baker at the Toronto Normal School and the facade of the building actually is now located on the Ryerson University campus. So it's a fun fact. Hubbard invented and patented a commercial baker's oven called the Hubbard Portable, which he sold through his company Hubbard Ovens. Hubbard was also very successful in municipal politics. He was elected to city council a total of 15 times throughout his career, and he fought to protect public assets from privatization, including the city's water supply. In 1907, he called for, quote, public power and co-founded the first publicly owned hydroelectric company with Adam Beck. That company now is known as Hydro One. A popular figure until his death in 1935, Hubbard is buried at the Toronto Necropolis. Hydro One has since established two scholarships in his honor for black students to study power-related industries at universities and colleges. So this was something cool. So I did not know that Hydro One, or at least the idea, like the, the concept of publicly funded or publicly powered, um, sorry, public power was uh, founded by a black man so that's pretty damn cool and i mean pretty neat um so next on the list we got anderson ruffin abbott so he was the first canadian born black doctor in canada so anderson ruffin abbott was born into an affluent family in toronto in 1837. Uh, anderson ruffin abbott had access to an extensive education he studied medicine at the Toronto School of Medicine and did his medical matriculation at the University of Toronto. In 1861, Abbott became the first Canadian-born man of black heritage to become a licensed physician. He worked as one of eight black surgeons during the American Civil War. Abbott returned to Canada in 1866, where he established a medical practice. He was admitted to the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario in 1871 and became a prominent figure in Toronto's black community. 
Committed to education and integration, Abbott fought against racially segregated schools while president of the Wilberforce Educational Institute, a well-respected school for Chatham's black students preparing for university. In 1878, Abbott was made president of both the Chatham Literary and Debating Society and the Chatham Medical Society. He was a firm believer that access to higher education was essential to success. Abbott was, was also an, uh, an avid writer who wrote about medicine, the Civil War, Black history, Darwinism, biology, and poetry. Uh, his work was published in the Chatham Planet, Colored American Magazine of Boston and New York, and the Anglo-American Magazine of London and New York Age. Abbott died in 1913 at the Toronto home of his son-in-law, Frederick Langdon Hubbard, son of Black municipal reformer William Peyton Hubbard, who we just talked about, and he is buried in the Toronto Necropolis as well. So next on our list, and the only woman that we have on this list, we got Sophia B. Jones, who was a pioneer in public health. Sophia B. Jones dedicated her career to fighting for health equity for Black people. Sophia was born in 1857, and she was the first Black woman to graduate from the University of Michigan School in 1855. She was born in Chatham, Ontario, and was fascinated by science uh, and wanted to study medicine from a young age. But she could not get access to full medical training at the University of Toronto because it did not accept women at the time. So instead, she was accepted to the University of Michigan, which, has started, which started to admit women in 1870. She became the first black woman to graduate from the school and then became the first black faculty member at Atlanta's Spelman College in 1855, sorry, 1885, where she organized the first training program for nurses in the American South. During her long career, she practiced medicine in St. Louis, Philadelphia, and Kansas City, spearheading many public health programs and pushing for health equity for black Americans. She published the retrospective article called 50 Years of Negro Public Health in 1913, looking at systemic barriers to health care for black people. So while she did her studies in the States and set up her, you know, her practices and stuff in the U.S., um, it's still good to know that she was a born Canadian, a born black Canadian. And um, the only reason why she didn't study here in Toronto was because Toronto decided not to let her in or to let women in at the time. So it is what it is. But still, nonetheless, Sophia B. Jones was a pioneer in public health and fought for health equity for black people. I would say also in the States, but trickled here, obviously, as well. So next on our list, we got Charles Lightfoot Roman. Um, so he was an important figure in helping make workplaces safe. So let's get into it. Charles Lightfoot Roman was born in Port Elgin, Ontario in 1889. And he was not only one of the first black Canadians to graduate from McGill University's Faculty of Medicine, he was also a pioneer in what eventually became the field of industrial medicine, specializing in the study and prevention of workplace accidents. Charles was the grandson of a slave who came to Canada through the Underground Railroad and grew up, as I said, in Port Elgin, but also in Bay City, Michigan. So while studying at McGill, Lightfoot put middle school school on hold at the start of the First World War, becoming one of the first black Canadians to enlist and the only black person to work at number three Canadian General Hospital, a field hospital run by McGill near the front lines in France. 
After the war, he graduated from medical school and began working at Montreal General Hospital before joining Montreal's Dominion Textiles as an on-site doctor and researcher, later rising to medical director. It was during his time he honed his expertise in the nascent field of industrial medicine, publishing multiple papers, including one called Severe Industrial Injuries to the Fingers and Their Treatment, published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal in 1923 which influenced health and safety protocols at mills and factories. Over the course of his career, he documented the evolution of health and safety for cotton mill workers, helping to make workplaces safer for everyone. So what I meant to do, but I honestly slipped my mind, I'll be completely honest with you. I wanted to see if this had anything to do with maybe perhaps the founding of like WSIB. If you're in Ontario, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, um, again, I thought this was interesting too, because you don't hear about these things, like who was behind it, and who was who was the, the, the originator of these things. And especially if you are black or a person of color, you rarely ever hear of, you know, the things that they originated or invented or were the founder of or the creator of or the implement, implement implementer? whatever we'll make that a word um yeah so that was charles lightfoot roman so last on our list i didn't find too much um about him he is still alive so fairly fairly young but um i thought it was a little interesting you know person to mention as well since we're talking about originators and inventors and pioneers so alan emtage or emtage i hope i'm saying that correctly uh, so he is a computer scientist and internet innovator. So he was born on uh, November 27th, 1964 in Barbados. Um, yet he traveled to Canada and attended McGill University in 1983. Alan Emtage is a Canadian computer scientist who created and implemented one of the first internet search engines in 1989 called Archie. So it was his work in creating Archie that pioneered many of the techniques used by public search engines today, such as Yahoo, I know that doesn't exist anymore, um, you know, Google, and what else we got? I remember back in the day, we had like Netscape and like Angelfish, and <laughs> I'm really aging myself right now. But yeah, Alta Vista, I think was another one, right? I don't know, could be wrong. But um uh, Alan Emtage, he implemented implemented one of the first internet search engines in 1989 and that was done by a black man. So how dope is that? So yes, that is my shortlist of black Canadian inventors, scientists, innovators, originators, you name it. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, I was very happy to be able to share some important contributors to STEM and kind of like change it up a little bit because we're so used to hearing about, you know, black people that were, you know, in the entertainment industry or the world of sports. And while definitely talented and have some heavy hitters and we know that popular culture is black culture or black culture is popular culture. Like I will argue that with anybody till the cows come home because without black innovators and originators, we would not have popular culture as we have it today. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to get too much into that because I don't want to step on my soapbox and, you know, talk your ear off for another 40 minutes. But um, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy that episode. It was 
you know, just as fun, like I said, researching it um, as it is presenting it to you guys. And so I hope you guys have something that you took away from that, you know, learning something a bit new and perhaps maybe it'll, uh, you know, inspire you to further your research into more prominent Canadian figures, both past and present. So because trust me, like through my research in there, I saw a lot of names of people currently that are out here in the world of STEM or, in, you know, pushing in politics and education and, you know, social justice and, you know, all that good stuff. A lot of movers and shakers. And again, if you stick around for this podcast, we're definitely going to be highlighting a lot of them. And if possible, hopefully having them on the show and sharing their stories with us. So that's the goal, guys. That's the goal. So stay tuned. Keep listening. And yeah, you'll stay informed. So that does it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, I think I'm repeating myself at this point. And now it's that time to go through uh, some housekeeping. So if you aren't already, you can follow the podcast or sorry, subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast every week or any other day of the week that you so choose to because the episodes are there forever. Um, You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Yeah, that's it so far. Hopefully coming to other platforms near you. But yes, you can follow, like, subscribe, uh, download, share, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Um, On the socials, you can find us on Instagram at BWC Podcast. Um, You know, we post some great content throughout the week. Um, Every week we have a feature Friday where we highlight a prominent black figure from around the world. It could be anybody, not just Canadian based. Um, And yeah, some other things in between. So you can look out for that too. Give us a follow. Um, For myself, you can find me on two accounts. Um, My first one on Instagram is Dominique Designs, uh, where I, that's my small business actually. Um, And you can purchase some cool art and accessories from my website, DominiqueDesigns.ca. So you can follow that to see the latest drops and, you know, some sales and contests and things of that sort uh for the artist side of me you can follow the art of k dominique on instagram and that's just my art page you know where i share my work share my process and um yeah i'm open for commissions (laughs) but yes um sorry for my dominique designs account it is at dominique designs underscore underscore two underscores because somebody already took the name but it is what it is anyways that is enough of shameless plugging for me that is where you can find me Kristen Dominique Uh, you can follow me on social media you can buy some cool shit support black artists support local business and as always you can find the podcast like I told you on anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast Um, All that good stuff. And uh, I'm kind of rambling right now and I'm running out of things to say. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, for tuning in. So as always, stay safe, keep it real, love one another. And until next week, peace.